everyone, and welcome to the Giving Hope Ministry Podcast, where real women share their real lives with real hope. Today's guest, I had the opportunity to talk to my dear friend, Lisa Crane. We had so much fun recording this, and I'm so excited to share this broadcast. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we had recording it. Yes, much smoother now. Okay, so this is basically our first podcast, and Lisa is my guinea pig. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to start with Lisa because we've known each other for a long time now, and we've gotten really close over the years, and we have similar you know, beliefs, similar mama styling of t- uh, teaching our boys, our our. Um, just everyday life, we have so much stuff in common that I thought, I want to start with somebody that's a little bit easier to talk to and uh, and see how this goes, because we can always reschedule it if it just completely messes up and do this again. Well, let's see how many times a naked child runs back and forth, so. <laughs> that's the thing, um, is getting my dogs to not bark, because they're like literally on the other side of this couch right here. Yeah, uh-huh. But both the well, Nicholas isn't here, so he'll be walking in, and you'll hear him walk in. Okay. And Aiden, I warned him not to come out here. So right, I yeah, I've threatened my children with their lives too. It's okay. <laughs> so we'll just get started on some questions. Uh, first, I will talk about how we. Met. You know, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It feels like our mm-hmm. boys, our young, our your oldest, my youngest, were three. Two? Two, yeah. Because it was in the two-year-old class. Yeah. And that Hunter was in, and Aiden couldn't be in your class, so he had to join me in the three-year-olds. So we like... So that way... Yeah, so that... Yeah, so our boys just swapped. You know, basically, we just mothered each other's children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I loved. Because it's hard um working at a daycare or working period yeah being away from your kid and trusting that the person taking care of your kid isn't yeah. going to have a bad day and take right. out the child right and so having someone who has similar belief systems and even in our both very young life of mothering and mm-hmm. and even our own belief systems we still had enough of jesus in our us yeah that we knew how we would want our children to right. be so we would treat everybody else's children the same way. Right. Yeah. Cause it's scary in the daycare system these days. You just don't know even those that are Christian daycares, you know, in home or uh, public, yeah. you just don't know who's going to love on your baby. So, you know, mm. it was nice to, to be able to have that swap and be like, okay, I know she's going to take care of them. <laughs> it's really hard. I know whenever uh, Nicholas was a little bit younger, uh, we had a little moment where we we had him being watched by my mother-in-law and my parents. And so, I mean, I know I can trust my parents, you know, but it was just that still leaving them and like, I don't know who, what neighbors were going to come over or, right. or right. like that, that idea. And that was my own family. So taking yeah. that and going to the, not I mean, it was a Christian environment, 
but still a lot mm -hmm. of people who work there weren't really strong believers. So no, you know, it was, it was a relief to know that your kid was being taken care of. Even my hard headed, very <laughs> rambunctious child wasn't going to, you know, you know, all I remember of Aiden was he was sweet and his hair flopped around, <laughs> you know, so I love, that's what I'm, you know, he just kind of, he bopped with his little hair, with his curly hair. <laughs> all over his head. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So now most people have heard, like you have Hunter, but you have two other boys. So tell, tell your, tell everybody your children's ages and. Um, so I have Hunter who's 14. Um, so we're sliding into teenage years, yeah. you know, or I'm crying in the teenage years. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. Um, and then there's Gavin who is eight and, um, they're all getting ready to have birthdays starting in December. So yeah. we're all going to bump up some years, but, um, and then there's Ethan who is five going on about 55. Yeah. So he's kind of like an old man set in his own ways. Yeah. and doing his own thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he doesn't care nope. so those are my three uh boys running around i like to say my three sons you know bringing back the old television series you know <laughs> yes that is the truth i understand yep. you know, my three sons that is so funny and uh yep. <laughs> and you homeschool you homeschool i do three. i homeschool yes, yes. How long all you three of them you've since hunter was yeah, so Hunter went to public school through first grade, and then we um, let him finish first grade, and after first grade, we said, no more public schools, they're ruining you. <laughs> so we um, pulled him out, and we started homeschooling in the second grade, and we just thought we'd give it a try, and, you know, maybe we'd send, you know, any future children to, you know, like kindergarten, preschool, kind of thing and then bring them home starting in first grade and we ended up not doing any of that loving homeschooling altogether and so we've just been doing it this is our eighth year now so it's been yeah. great that's about the same when we did it Nicholas was his sixth grade year beginning of his sixth grade year and Aiden's first grade year okay and just finished his eighth grade year so we've been yeah about eight years since yeah. I think we were both kind of like on that same page of like what are you doing Help. right yeah <laughs> I think we had lots of conversations you're gonna do what or so am I <laughs> why are we doing this <laughs> and it was I think for both of us it was how do we structure this in a way that made sense to our kids right because or stressing us out or right. them out well and all of the kids did something different I mean, I don't, it's like they're all, all three of mine are doing something different. I know your two did different things. They were never on the same curriculum, same page, same path or anything. And, you know, it's kind of hard as a mom who works and runs her home and has to do three separate homeschooling curriculums based off three separate personalities. And for you, it's the same thing. You run a business and you have two kids and you're trying to figure out each of their personalities too while educating them. And that's not easy. No, it's not. What do you mm -hmm. think was the hardest challenge starting off that you would think, I wish I knew this before going into this. It did not that it would t change your mind about doing it, but what is something that you thought, I wish I would have known this. So what it would have eased the transition. 
just a little bit better. Mine was scheduled. Um, for me, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Really, I think for me it was, I figured out that I didn't have to follow the public school timeframe where I thought you had to sit down, you had to do six hours of school and you have to do it Monday through Friday, except on these certain holidays and you have to do, and you, you know, like you just had to sit and follow the same structure that the public school system follows or even a private school follows. Mm -hmm. And I, stressed myself out the first entire year, making sure Hunter got everything done, you know, was doing all this stuff. And then I discovered when he did that, he was completely done with school by February 1st. So come February 1st, we were well, like, you have nothing to do. Right. Because <laughs> you, you sat down for six hours a day doing school. Right. And you are now done. So that was the thing that I feel like, gosh, if I had known that before, I would have been so much more relaxed. Yes. Didn't have to stress myself out so much. 100%. I think that that's yep. a misconception too about homeschooling is that a lot of moms don't want to do it because they think it's going to be so time consuming because they have the preconceived idea that it's going to be just like public school, that it has to be structured just like right. public school. And it doesn't have to be. I mean, your kid might really right. love his history book and wants to read the whole thing in a couple of days. In a couple of days, which Nicholas, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, yes. okay, I guess we're done. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hunter just texted me this morning while I was taking a shower, and he goes, "By the way, I have two more sections left, and I'm done with Bible for the entire year." Yeah. Um, you just started school September fourth and you're done with your entire Bible lesson curriculum for the entire year, the entire school year. You've done it in a month. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <All> right. <laughs> it's like I know. And then then it's like, okay, what do you do after that? Well for me, it was a lot of, okay, well let's just move on. Or we'll yep. take a break for a good like month in that subject maybe. Yep. And then we'll yep. add something else in there where yep. we thought, oh, I thought I was going to have this time set aside for this particular. Right. Segment. Now let's just add something in there. Okay. Well now you can come with me to this. Okay. Now you can help me work in the yep. yard. <laughs> yep. yep. That's what we do. Okay. Well, so you're done with Bible. So you have more free time and you get to help mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, then they think, uh, maybe I should take mm -hmm. my <laughs> Maybe I'm right <laughs> because if I have to go work out in the yard with mom, then maybe I shouldn't be so quick to finish my schoolwork. Schoolwork, I know he's like, Oh, I have to fold the laundry now. <laughs> yes, you have to fold the laundry now. You probably should have done more school. When <laughs> you have to go sweep out the laundry room in the garage, yes, thank you so yep. much. Yep. <laughs> yep. so behind you I know what it is behind you and I know what room you're in because <laughs> I've been to yes. so, and I'm trying to like block some of it <laughs> I know don't worry about it so um we talked about you know scheduling as a homeschool mom scheduling time around a business because I have RNA music and most everybody who watches me knows I have our we have our music store but you also run a business tell everybody about your business I do and how you got so started. I run 
Okay, so I run Under the Sun Creations, um, jams and jellies is my main focus. I do other canning goods, you know, pickles, um, salsa, which is apparently amazing. Um, and then just whatever else I feel like, okay, let's make today. <laughs> and so, um, and I do breads and do what? Like, what were you going to say? Love it. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so I do breads. I do like homemade sourdough or just white sandwich breads or whatever. Um, and I started that because my sweet husband just really pushed me to do it. We had gotten some extra produce. Um, I think it's been close to two years, three years ago. Wow. And, and I'm talking extra produce. I'm talking like hundreds of pounds of tomatoes and onions and peppers and stuff. And I'm, and he said, you should do something with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I you was know, like, I don't know, salsa? So I made salsa and it just kind of flourished from there because he encouraged me so much. Yeah. And we um, looked at it as a way to actually just take what I do from home in the middle of, you know, grading papers and changing diapers at the time and whatever else I was in the middle of, right. you know, I got to reach people um and just go out and share jesus and share salsa and jams and jellies and next thing i knew it ends up being this big huge thing that people yeah. i ship to people and they love it and they keep asking for more <laughs> and i have to like freeze bread and then like overnight the bread <laughs> so that it gets to people in time so you know it's yeah. just kind of what we what I've done you know over the last couple of years so and it's just turned out to be this really big pretty cool thing I don't, it's pretty awesome I like it right do you prefer um, shipping out to people like from your home or do you like going out to vendor type situations where you can have people see you kind of both I like to see people um it excites me to package stuff up and you know, put little notes in their boxes and stuff so that when they open it, they're like, oh, she wrote me a hand note and how, you know, and just kind of make it like a personal thing. Whereas if I'm out at vendor events, I get to talk to people and I get to see them one-on-one. -on -one, so that's really fun for me too. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. I always like that. Yeah. So where do you think that this is going to go? What, or what visions do you see for the future? Well, since I've been on a little bit of a break, um, I'm preparing to ramp back up for the holidays. And I really think that it's actually going to probably explode. So I do think that it's going to grow quite a bit and um, it's going to be exciting because at one point in time, I was selling probably close to hundred jars a month. And I will almost bet that I will probably double or triple that in a month. And to me, that's a lot of jam and jelly, a <laughs> hundred jars a month coming just yeah. out of somebody's kitchen is yeah. just a lot. But, um, I think it's going to, I think it's going to double or triple here pretty soon. So it'll be exciting. We'll see. I know it's, and it's, to me, it's always the logistics of how much do you charge? You know, how much am I going to have to make in order to get right. all gone so that yep. I'm not sitting with, you know, right. Well, and then how much of it do I really want to share? Because I want to keep some, too. <laughs> you know, do I want to give away that last jar of apple butter? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> 
I'm going to set this aside for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, would you have started this a lot? If you had the opportunity, would you want to start this business sooner or, or you think that right now with the, the age that your kids are now and the opportunity, do you think this is like perfect timing? As far as the business side goes, I think that this is perfect timing. Yeah. Um, if I had started it when my kids were younger or when I was in the middle of still trying to have a family, I don't think it would have done, I, would, I don't think it would have gone anywhere. Yeah. I think it would have just been something I did very pitifully, you know, maybe a few things here and there, and then that would have been it. So I don't think, I mean, I think God really designed all of that to kind of dump in my lap once my youngest got to a certain age range and was more independent and I could focus on, okay, you go play, you won't kill yourself anymore. So, you know, like if you bounce, you jump off of something, you'll just bounce now, you know, like, and keep going. So, So, you know, I think it was definitely a good timing to do this for me after my kids got to a certain point and we were kind of done having, you know, growing our family. Mm-hmm. I agree. What advice would you give to your younger self compared to your life? What, what advice would you give when it comes to mothering, parenting, all that? You Did know, you- the one thing that I, I really thought a lot about this question mm-hmm. and because it's something that I have told myself a lot over the last really probably two years, three years is just be patient with yourself because a lot of moms, especially new moms, they want to try to do it all. They want to, you know, try to have home, the perfect meals, (laughs) the best dressed kids, their hair done, their makeup done. You know, like y'all, yeah, put makeup that's right. All this, you know, um, but then they're that's right for the, only for the camera, <laughs> but then they're hard on themselves when they don't, you know, and then they think that they've screwed up because, you know, they didn't accomplish the clean house and the hair and the maid. That's right for the only for the camera, <laughs> but then they're hard on themselves when they don't and then the maid and don't try to master it all at one time. And allow it to kind of naturally flow with what you can do when you can do it. That's good. That's good. I think patience is the biggest struggle for moms because we see things how we think they should be. And whenever anything deters from anything, like whether it's time your time, your expectancy of how your children yeah. go out places, um, the money that you have, the finances, how, yeah. But having that patience for that, it's not going to work out exactly how you expected it to be. Right. That's okay. Right. That was one of the things that we even talked about the other day about what your, your current writing, um, project. It's yes. okay. And a lot of women need to know that it's okay. And I wish I knew that, that yes. not taking on so many burdens of other people. Yeah. That's yeah. one of the things I would, I would tell my younger self yeah. and to live in every single moment, take deep yeah. breaths, live in every single moment. That is such a struggle for, I think even young moms, because I don't, 
I didn't understand it. And my mom told me this and my mother-in-law told me this to not hurry things, you know, take your time and enjoy your boys now because they're right. going to be older and they're going to be out of the house. And now I'm on the threshold of my children leaving. And yeah, you're very close to that. I look at them like, how did we get here? How did you, when did you get facial hair? <laughs> like, right. you know, little things like that. <laughs> Uh -huh, yeah. I always like, mom, I have to shave again. Well, honey, welcome to the club. Right. Exactly. <laughs> mom does too. Um, it's, <laughs> every day. <laughs> it's just taking those moments because I, I find myself whenever I see them that I forget what they were like when they were little, their voices, the smell of them, even those, those rough yeah. moments yeah. were being toots. Um, I wish I took more time to let that imprint in my brain so that whenever they got to this age, I would have those memories right. to fall back on to, to, to love on. All right. Now, where do you see yourself, um, in five years? Oh, goodness. Well, believe it or not, doing the whole like college thing with my oldest, yeah. that's a little scary. I don't even, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm just going to pretend like that's not going to exist right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, sending one off to college, that's going to be hard. Um, yes. And, you know, I think just taking at that moment, I've got, you know, two others that I'll be, you know, raising and yeah. just taking them with where they're at and enjoying their moments because that's the, I, I feel like because I had Hunter and then waited six years to have another one and then another one after that, I feel like I missed probably several years of just being with Hunter in some of those important stages that he went through as you know, my little ones right now are going through. So I'm trying to focus on not missing any more stages of life, um, of parenting and, um, just enjoying who they are and where they're at as I'm booting one out the door in five years. Right. <laughs> so, you know, that, you know, kind of where I see us and hopefully this mess back here will be, I, I envision a huge wall just filled Yes. to the brim and it will be amazing 100%. and uh you know yeah and so hopefully expand that into some other um things not just jams and jellies but really expand that more because that's what i mainly focus on but you know expand it to more where i have more options for people so and just enjoying my babies yes now, what would you give and what kind of advice would you give for somebody who wants to start their business out of their home? Do's and don'ts. You know, I would say, I would say do it because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You just, right. you have no idea what people are going to actually want. I, I mean, I really thought who's going to want to spend $6 on a jar of you know, strawberry jelly. But yeah. when I learned that people actually really 
will spend six dollars on a jar of fresh made strawberry jelly they will i mean i can't keep it in stock <laughs> they will do it so my you know really and honestly if you want to start something from home find where what you're good at what you love and do it and don't wait don't put it off don't don't tell yourself you're not good enough that you can't do it that nobody's going to want to buy your product or nobody's going to want to buy into what you're selling because they really they there is a need and there are people out there that want it and they'll do it so i would say definitely do it and dive in and but i would say for my don'ts is don't rush in and expect there to be a huge massive growth in that first year because that first year is all about Those just learning work. what you can do and yeah. how to do it and who's gonna want it yes for sure I feel that way with my crochet business I didn't really pursue it because we had RNA music and that took up enough of my time right. But even in that where it takes time to show people what you're good at. And then in that time of growth, you yep. use that time to um, hone your skills, to get it better. Like there's going to yeah. be changes like well, for you, it'll be changes in recipe. You're like, oh, right. I found this new way of doing this, a new way of adding a different kind of sugar or not, you know, yep. how to do it more natural, whatever. Um, same thing with even with lollies loops and crocheting having mm -hmm. something that was like ooh, this is a better skill to make it more streamlined to make it look more fluid and right. i don't think a lot of people can respect respect the process of that and realize that like you said give yourself a year of yeah. of all the bumps and groans and yeah. you know growth pains that it will take to grow a business right on music it took us you know, a couple of years because no one was really doing it around here that we can just lean on or glean from. And mm -hmm. we had to talk to people from all over just to get our footing and figure out what kind of voice do we want to have in this world? What, what do we want to show people? And I think that that with business owners in general should be a part of your, even your mission statement. What do you want to get out of this? It's more than just right. getting spending money or, supplement an income with you know paying off your electricity bill or something like that or even just making it your full-time income is more than that it's more it's more about right. how do i want to be represented in this world and how do i want to represent jesus with what the talent that right. he's given me with the talent that he's given me right yeah all right let's switch gears for just a second and ask what books or devotionals do you recommend that have helped you over the past few years? And it kind of goes with what we were saying. Well, yeah, um, you know, I would say um, I've had two books that I have really, really, really loved. One is um, called uh, Real Jesus, but it was one that our church um, put on, I think, yeah, two years ago. So, um, and that one was, phenomenal. I mean, I'm talking, I literally brought the book home and set it on the bar and Satan attacked. So from that moment on, I knew that this was going to be a yeah. good book. <laughs> and so, and it really was, and it was one that just completely propelled and um, strengthened me and in, in my parenting and in my marriage and in my business and in my spiritual walk, obviously. 
Um, and so that one was a really good one. And if, if that's somebody, if that's something that somebody can grab hold of to watch the, the series um, and read the book, it would be an amazing um, Real Jesus by Church on the Move. And then um, the other one was The Lioness Arising. Yeah. Um, love, love, love that book. It really just pointed out who I was as God's daughter and what my role as his daughter was. And right. so I thought, well, those two books, and then just really diving deep into the Bible and just taking, not just reading a book out of the Bible, but taking pieces and really studying it. And what does it mean? And where's this coming from and why? And so pretty much those three books um, and studies have really been a huge asset into um, my growth with, like I said, everything, my children, my marriage, my business, and even just personal friendships and relationships. So those are definitely ones I would recommend. Obviously the Bible, but right. don't just read the Bible. <laughs> you know, don't just sit down. Don't just read it. Sometimes, like we study it every morning. Um, it, for the past couple of months, we've um, changed our gears on our devotional with the boys and we've started reading mm -hmm. the Bible or reading through again, reading through the Bible. And we're taking a chapter each. We read through a chapter each and then we have a discussion and then Ryan prays over us. Um, but having, of course, we all read the message. We've changed versions of translations of the Bible not versions, translations of the Bible. Um, right. and, translations. Yes. And so uh, we're reading the message because it makes more sense to the boys whenever they're reading it. Um, but reading through the Bible is more of a, I want to, I want to actually have ears to hear and eyes to see how is it applicable to yes. me right now. And I think most people Right. You couple it with stuff like real Jesus and lioness arising. When you couple it with that right. and you see, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm here to find out who I am and where, what is my place in this world? What, what, what do you want to say to me, me, just me? Um, I think that when you read through the Bible with that kind of mentality, I think it opens up a level of understanding than just reading it just because you're a Christian and that's what you're supposed to do. I think it, right. it makes it come alive. Exactly. And the, people, the people in the word of God will, I think you start relating to them more. You start seeing yourself in those, in those um, accounts where you're like, Oh, Oh yeah. Actually, I know <laughs> that situation is very relatable. And now I can turn it around and say, okay, so relatable, well, relatable. And, and, or I don't know, I know you're this way cause you, your life is similar, you know, when it comes to our, our beliefs. But, um, a lot of times I'm like, well, if God can forgive that, <laughs> then I'm not going right? to, <laughs> I'm not going to feel so oppressed by no. about what I just did yes. that's nowhere near as right. bad as what you just did. or in my mind I think that and it's like and God's like well, right. oh I do it all the time yeah I'm like or I, and I tell the boy yeah. the same thing I'm like listen if David can go to God with a heart of repentance for what he just did yeah. you can too yeah and God still accepts right. it still love him 
you can too. Yeah. And it's changed how oh, yes. to the boys and relate to the boys mm-hmm. and have them right. realize that they don't have to hide from God anything that they're doing. Right. Hide. Right. And it's, it's just been a hundred percent game changer, but Linus arising. Yeah. That book rocked my, rocked my world. It, yeah. it, it, it put into words, things and questions that I was like, okay, finally someone hears the thoughts that are in my head and, right. and gives it legs, gives it room yes. to like yes. walk around and actually move out of yeah. my thoughts into, right. you know, Right. So good. Okay. Um, if there, okay, this is a fun one. If there was, if there was any place you can go or something you would love to achieve in your lifetime, what would it be? I have no desire to travel ever. (laughs) I mean, Going to the grocery store and back is about as exciting as I find traveling. <laughs> so I don't ever want to go anywhere. I mean, no. I force myself out of my home. <laughs> like I force myself to go places and do things with the children, you know, but um, I'm not a traveler. So traveling is not for me, but um, I have had this very strange desire that I've never had before in my life and I haven't even shared this with you so this will be the first you're hearing about it but um I have had a desire to actually create a devotion on grief and what it's like to grieve the first year after a loss Mm -hmm. and so that might be something that you know God is stirring in me for a reason because there are other people out there that need to hear grief and how and like how to get beyond the place that you're at through Christ so because so many people in grief they can't get out of that little like bubble they're in that little hole that they're in that they found themselves in due to that grief and so if we can see that Christ has so much more for us then hopefully it could just be something that just helps people to propel them out of that and move forward. So, um, that's just something that I feel like I would love to do. And, mm-hmm. um, I've kind of got an outline already in my head of what it looks like. It's just not anything on paper yet. So, right. yeah. you know, I'm the same way. I, th- I think things through and I can yeah. see it in my head. It has to stir a yes. long time. It really does. Because uh-huh. I, honestly, in something as, as personal as grief, mm-hmm. you want it to be full of the Holy Spirit. Right. You want it to be something that is completely God breathed. Yes. Because there's a lot of secular yeah. books. I mean, it's yeah. good knowledge. Right. But, you know, there's a chemical thing that goes with grief. Yeah. Yep. You know, mental barriers, you know, like yep. the Caroline Leaf way of teaching, you yep. know, you have to yep. understand about yourself physically. Yep. Right. There's also a huge spiritual yep. aspect of it that I don't think a lot of people have touched on it um, yep. enough. I think that there right. a lot of times it's an account from a separation of watching instead of actually mm-hmm. experiencing. Right. Um, deep. Yeah. So I think that that would be amazing. Um, you know, I'm all for it. I'm always like, yeah, go. 
I know you are. I know you are. You get your first copy for free. <laughs> next conference. Right? We'll be our next speaker. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. What is something you want your children or grandchildren to take away from the life that you've lived so far? Well, so one of the things that I think a lot of families don't do that we've really tried to incorporate just as a family. Um, and this is something that like, I never grew up in this style, like doing this tradition. And I really feel like, um, it's something that has brought me closer to my boys, especially, but family dinners, why are we not coming around the table and having family dinners anymore? Right. And like, yeah, we had family dinners, you know, mom cooked food, we sat at the table, we ate and we moved on, but we never went beyond the house. So like once we left the house, that was it. And I've had the great pleasure for the last 21 years of continuing family dinners with my husband's side of the family every week. And it's a way to connect and to keep the family strong. And so as my children are growing and they start to get busy and then they start to move out, I want to keep family dinners as a focus to keep us strong with their you know, future families when they have wives and they have children. And um, because I just feel like if we disconnect as a family, just because they moved out and they went and had kids and, you know, wives and lives, mm -hmm. then we just disconnect completely. And I don't have the opportunity to reach them any longer. I don't have the opportunity to impact them any longer. I don't have the opportunity to keep Jesus at their forefront if they're gone and they're not coming back. And so I want from what we um, have done is I want to be able to keep family dinners going. And even Hunter is always like, mom, I hope you know that we're having family dinners every single week when I get married and I have kids and they're like, that's fine. I will cook. <laughs> you know, it's like we, we need to have that because once our children are gone and out of our care they're making their own decisions but if they can keep coming back each week we can still be um in an influence on them we can still shine jesus to them we can still kind of put that in the forefront of their minds and we don't lose that connection with them so that's what i want you know to kind of keep with my children and hope that they take that with them and they continue that even down the road with their kids and their wives and they you know can move that forward too yeah i think that that's that's huge when it, when you think about it as just being the church, you're mm -hmm. joining together where two yeah. or more gathered there, there he is in the midst. Absolutely. Think, okay. What if my child marries somebody who is not strong in their faith? Right. You know, and my son doesn't know how to necessarily get them kind of on the right path or give them that. Right because they've never experienced having to be that kind of spouse even though they've seen it they right. have to have that kind of um support right have that kind of um family um like you said like that tie that 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 communion with one another gives them a, an opportunity to be around somebody who they can right. see oh this is where my 
husband came from, especially mm -hmm. with us all have daughters. Right. So like, having that mother figure show them yeah. this is how I raised my son. That, right. and I you and this is how we do things. And I right. want to teach you how I was able to have the, the marriage that I had, the mm -hmm. relationship with my son that I have and all right. that stuff. And to, to have those moments that aren't just, you know, separated by holidays, right? You know, right. Uh, an actual reoccurrence where there's conversation yeah. and they're, yeah. you know, washing you know, together, whatever it right. is. Yeah, because we know the holidays aren't about actually conversing with people in a deep, real relationship. That's just there to have fun and enjoy and spoil yeah. the people around you and love on them. But it's not, you're not building strong relationships and foundations on just holidays. And I don't want that to go away just right. because my kids moved out of the home. I want to keep that going for them. Exactly. We have that safe place because you never know. I mean, I pray that my children's spouse come from a good home, but the way the world works, right. the likelihood of that is not. And I'm right. okay with that because that's why right. I'm here. You yeah. know, so they, they can have a good home, right. you know, to go back on yeah. and to have, right. that, have that kind of, they're always welcome here. They're, they always have a yes. place to land type thing right. is perfect. Right. Perfect. Okay. A few more questions before we wrap up. What's your favorite thing to do for fun? Sleep. <laughs> oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> Because I don't get it. Yes. <laughs> so when I do, I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> oh. I mean, honestly, that's where I'm at right now. You want me to have fun? Let me have a blanket and a pillow and a couch. <laughs> 100 100%. 100%. Yeah. Right now. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, that's where I'm at right now. You yep. So tired. Yeah. Okay. okay. You're from Tulsa. Everybody who doesn't know, she's from yeah. Tulsa. And I love Tulsa. Like Brian and I spent our anniversary in Tulsa. So we yes, love we Tulsa. <laughs> Where is your favorite place to eat in that area if people come to visit? So we have two favorite restaurants that we love so much. Um Charleston's. Um yes, Charleston. So good. Yes. <laughs> Their steaks are the best. <laughs> um Love Charleston's. We've been eating there for 21 years. That's, by the way, where our family dinners are. <laughs> so, I mean, cool. you know, they know us. We walk in, they just see us. <laughs> um, and then the other place, so not so fancy, just kind of quick in and out, is Zoe's. Um, we love Mediterranean food. So um, it's, it's kind of like a Panera, but, you know, so you can, like, order to go or come sit down. or And it's real fast. I mean, it's not, it's not fast food, but it's good, and it's, you know, somewhat clean and healthy. And, um, so, um, those are our two favorites, like places to go and eat. And none of the kids complain unless I've chosen to eat Zoe's like four times that week, then they kind of complain. <laughs> ah. But you know, I know I'm like, can we, can we just not have Zoe's mom? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I, we're that way. Yeah. Of course, Ryan is, he's very simple when he loves to eat. So he likes pizza. That's his thing. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm all about uh, Chinese food. So wherever I can find really good Chinese okay. food, I, I would love it. I 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Here comes Nicholas. You're going to hear the door open. Um, What famous person living or dead would you love to interview? I almost thought about not answering this one, (laughs) 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 but I've decided I'm going to, I'm going to answer it. Okay. And you're going to think I'm crazy, but it's okay. Bon Jovi, John Bon Jovi, all the way. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) If I could, I would, I would be like, yeah, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) On a prayer. I love you. Seriously. Listen, Andy Chrisman already sings at my church. I've already fangirled over him. So next is Bon Jovi. 100 That is yeah, so I'm like already already got Andy down. I've yeah. already like flagged him down, told him how I've been listening to him for too long, probably made him feel very old. Well he was a time for Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years old when he started so it's not like he's that old he was really young when he started but, oh, but you know I don't think I I don't think I helped myself <laughs> I don't think I made it better <laughs> that's cool okay Bon Jovi I think he would be really sweet too I think so I think he actually, yeah he seems like a really nice guy you don't hear anything really bad about him like ever no uh-uh in the 30 something no. years that he's been on the scene over 30 yeah. years that he's been on the scene. It's uh-huh. crazy. And what I have read about him and seen about him, he really seems to have a heart and he seems to have a heart for family and he yeah. seems to have a passion for helping people. So I feel like if we could drop the cigarettes and <laughs> bring him to Jesus. <laughs> you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is <laughs> All right. Final, final question. What is something funny about you that we should know that you would be willing to admit? Well, as much as the teenage years have my gray hairs showing very much, I actually, I'm like, how part? (laughs) I love being a teenage mom and probably one of the most favorite things that I love to do is to, um, I'm totally telling on myself here, when my children, especially my teenager, isn't behaving well or isn't doing what he's supposed to be doing, I kind of take my phone out and I start pulling out the 80s music and I start chasing him around the house and playing 80s music. And like the song that was in the 90s from when we were in high school and all the pep rallies, you know, the jump on it song. I can't ever remember like who it is. So I always have to Google jump on it song. And then, so then I start walking around, I start singing it and dancing to it. Cause you know, there was always a dance that went with it. So, yes. You know, so I love to like be that mom. I love it. It's like my favorite goofy thing about me that most people, like if they met me and they came up, you know, visited, they probably would never have ever known that I love to be a teenage boy mom and I love to whip out the 80s music and harass them and chase them around the house until they get their stuff done. <laughs> That's kind of something that I think is just, it brings light and I love it and they love it actually in the end. He loves it. <laughs> so yeah, you would just probably never know that about me. <laughs> they do. I mean, I, I don't think I have any quirks that no one really doesn't know 
because I mean I have like weird things like I can sing every theme song to almost every yeah. TV show from my childhood nice every, every single one I wouldn't have known that yes and uh, a friend of mine tried to stump me and I was like I I know them all they stuck in my head some <laughs> useless information that I have I need to purge it somehow so I can have more storage space in my, in my database <laughs> But um, whatever songs that I do know come on, like on, in the store or whatever, yeah. I'm, I'll look over to my kid and I'm just like, you know, like just, <laughs> I have to do some kind of song. Like they're like, oh my God, no, stop, stop. But it's so much fun. I love That's awesome. It's, it's just the best. Well, that yeah, is, it is. But I have for you, I think we did okay. well for our very Thank first you. podcast. Yeah. yeah. We didn't cry, so that's good. No, not, not now. <laughs> Afterwards, when the camera stops, I'll probably cry. Right. Right. I'm sweating at some of you. Yes. <laughs> the video is going to have a little bit of laggies, but I'm going to upload it anyways and watch it later okay. anyways. But the audio is going to go straight to Anchor. I think it went great. Um, Good. So if you want to follow Lisa, do you have a, you have a open page for your under the sun creation? No, right now it's closed. And okay. so it will reopen probably uh, first of November. So okay. um, you'll just have to go and find under the sun creations. And then um, I'll, I'll get you added on there and but awesome. we'll be back up and running like I said for the holidays so because it's cool. coming up and yes, apparently everybody cool. needs you know their jalapeno jelly <laughs> for sure that's what I've been using it yeah. whenever I have bible studies here I'll get a block of cream cheese and I'll pour the jalapeno jelly on it and I'll have uh, pita bread yep. and stuff and they devour I mean it's I never have any leftover for a snack after everybody's gone it's gone oh. always did i send you did i send you the strawberry jalapeno jelly no you haven't <laughs> i know what you'll be getting soon oh. it's so good. good oh my god oh my goodness yeah i'll oh, send good. you some Perfect. don't worry i know where you live <laughs> yes you do. I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> okay. That's all we have for today. Thank y'all for joining us. I'm going to answer it just like I normally do for RNA music. Um, uh, Lisa's podcast will be up Monday and on YouTube and on Anchor. So join us. You'll see her again, I'm sure, because I just love spending time with her. And we'll talk to you soon. Yay. Bye. All right. Bye.